Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to the Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the Good Brother, the original black man. I am Rack. I am Reek. What the fuck is up? It's 7.2 for you bitch ass niggas. So it is time for me to speak about current events. And first of which, I would like to start off 7.2 with expressing my hatred for power and for ballers. Now, we have to understand the mortality of everything that we have going on. In 100 years, all of us will not be here, right? So what I try to do is I try to enjoy everything to the fullest extent each day because every day is not pop. Every day is not promised, pardon me. So with this in mind, there's not really too many shows that I stick with as they air each episode, going week to week, pretty much growing with the show. Power and Ballers, uh, I believe Power is in its sixth season and Ballers is in its fifth season. So for the majority of my 20s, these are the two shows I've been watching week to week. And for both of them to be concluding in the same fashion in the same year, and for both of them to be going out so sad, it's really pissing me off. Now, let's start with fucking power, right? Because everybody watches power. Not everybody, but the vast majority. You have Tariq that's out here consistently getting caught in lies, consistently getting caught in trapping. But some way, somehow, he feels like he's built for this. Now, I can understand if you have a father that pretty much has like a penthouse suite from doing what he got to do. But... When you was in the prep school, you got caught. Prior to you being in the prep school, you got caught. You got caught by fucking Tommy Egan. His If this nigga can deductively think of ways to how you robbed him, you definitely don't need to fucking know. Because Ghost was fucking genius nigga for years. You go to your mom for help, right? Because your mom comes to the conclusion like, you know what? You want to be a trapper. You're going to do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to let you get killed. But my thing is, throughout... Goes tenure in being gangster. The only thing that Tasha did was wash and clean the money. That's all she did. She was a stay-at-home mom. She didn't have no job. She had the hair salon with Keisha, but she wasn't in the field. She wasn't trapping. She wasn't getting to it. She wasn't robbing niggas. She wasn't stabbing niggas. She wasn't shooting niggas. She wasn't setting niggas up. She wasn't going at war with the fucking leather gloves and all that type of shit. She was at home taking care of three children. Well, what was three children before Raina died? So my thing is, all right, cool. You caught a lick and you fuck with drug dealer's son that's extorting you and you can move some coke in strip clubs. But how the fuck do you know the streets based off stories that Ghost told you? Ghost was the nigga that was in the field. And I don't know if anybody caught this, but I believe this portion of the writing was exceptional, that that was the same speech that Tasha gave Ghost uh, in the earlier seasons. Ghost was like, yo, try and stay out the game. I'm trying to do what I got to do. Uh, I just want to sit here. I want to be with you guys. I want to love you guys. I want to be a good husband to you. And she was like, you are ghost. You run shit. You know what I mean? Don't ever let nobody get you out of your comfort zone. You are ghost. You are gangster. You are my husband. And then we all saw what happened after that. Same thing. Tariq is like, you know what? You're right. I fucked up my last school. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to graduate. I'm going to be a good kid. Um, Tommy found out what was going on. Ghost found out what was going on. Uh, this nigga Ghost told me I can't even call him Ghost no more. This nigga put the fucking grip to my face this morning. 
Like, yo, I think I'm out of whack with this shit. I don't think I got what it takes. She's like, no. I know you're going to trap, so I'm going to teach you. So then this nigga pulls out the brick. Ha. Secondly, why is murdering people so easy? That's what I don't really understand about this show. You got Lala letting it off on Sun in the, in the spot. You have um, you have my son, light-skinned son, African son, that shot homie in the bottom of his jaw. It feels as though like everybody can just... Is, is killing people this easy? I've never killed anybody before. But can I just kill people or just walk up to them? Yo, last episode, or I guess it was the episode before that, when the African nigga that I, I wrote to me, fucking uh was on the corner and he was and his man was just trying to scope the block out and see when the niggas would clear out and he just walks across the street with no mask on and to make sure he can clear out the competition he just walked past him and stabbed him in his heart now call me crazy but i know a few people i've delved in a few things and the worst thing you can possibly do is make your block hot do you want to know the number one way of making your block hot having somebody die Cause then that's a fucking homicide and murder case. And then niggas have to put tape all over the place. And then niggas is looking at surveillance cameras. Cause the one thing they even watch the wire. They didn't give a fuck when they was just trapping one another, feeding each other poison. They didn't give a fuck when the hood niggas was getting rich and just polluting the community. They started giving a fuck when people started dying. When people start dying, then all the then then the fun's over, the party stops. Now I mean stop banging upon my damn furnace. So how was murder so easy in this show? This shit is really pissing me off. Know what I mean? And okay, it's starting to come to an end. It's starting to subside. So they want a ghost and Tommy to be together again and all that type of shit. But Keisha is making shit hot. Now, I'm all about not just black people. Black women getting a shot. Black women getting an opportunity. Black women having multiple revenues of income. Black women going out of their comfort zone and wanting to delve into other things that involve the arts. Now, we all know Lala as someone that was just a host for uh, MTV for a long portion of her time. She married Melo. She got her body done. She looks fucking amazing. And she was like, you know, I'm going to fuck with this acting shit. Yo, 50, put me on. 50 is a real nigga. He was like, yo, all right, cool. Have your reservations with about 50, but he gave Lala a job. He's like, you know what? Come on, Lala, I got you. And not only do I have you, I'm going to give you dialogue, and I'm, you're going to have... Complete scenes where it's you talking, the camera's focused on you. You're going to showcase your acting chops. The one thing, though, is that Lala hasn't developed acting chops yet. On a show that's being watched by millions. I feel like this shit is unfair to her. I, I feel like Lala should have been in a play somewhere in fucking Broadway. She should have took more time because it's like, yo. If it was Tika Sumter on that show instead of La La. Just somebody like a true fluid actor that's been devoted for the craft for years. That shit will look way better. You know what I mean? But La La's doing her thing and all that type of shit. And the shit was getting me tight. That you just learned about trapping two weeks ago. And all of a sudden you come into the warehouse like, yo, what's up, man? What the fuck is up with the shit, man? Oh, I know what's going on. You probably robbed and you probably gonna cover it up. I'm gonna tell Tommy. Like, my nigga, you sound like a fucking hall monitor. That shit fucking, I wanted to go into the television and just put my arms around Lala. Like, you know what, Lala, you need to just come and fuck with this Netflix show for eight episodes. Get your Netflix wave up. Get your acting chops up. Then come back to fucking premiere television because this shit right here is crazy. You shouldn't have to do it. You shouldn't have to go through that type of shit. You shouldn't be subjected to that type of slander. He was like, yo, Lala can't act. Lala can't act. I agree. But I'm all about people getting shot. But in terms of her 
And like, all right, it's not the fact that she's just like in the show, right? Because you can be in the show, not be able to act. 50 couldn't act at one point in time. Not be able to act, do what you got to do. All right, cool. But they're giving her like lines, like lines type shit, like mad lines. Like she's getting more, she's, she's sharing like screen time with Tommy and that white boy can act. And he can say Tariq correctly. So I fuck with Tommy forever. I don't give a fuck what's in the script. When 50 was on the show, he was calling him Tariq. That's something that I had to deal with my whole life. Yo, yo, Tariq. Yo, Tariq. Tariq, Tariq. All kind of mispronunciations. This nigga, Joseph Sikora, fucking Tommy. That nigga can say Tariq. So shout out to him. Let's talk about ballers. I believe I love that show so much. And for them to take my love away in literally a season really makes me angry you have the defensive line nigga the big fat nigga that his homeboy is like his manager was willing to give up a 50 million dollar contract to play video games and was dead serious about it i'm like you have to be fucking kidding me this the way they dig to make the show go left as if playing creative zest on the show so this nigga creates a, a, a team of these fucking off-brand black niggas these niggas is looking corny as hell and they're going, they have to pay like $3 million just to have an opportunity. Like, is this shit fucking like golf where you have like a pay-in? To, like, this shit is some fucking stupid shit. I mean, I still can't believe that The Rock is the owner of the Chiefs. Like, this shit is crazy to me. Like, how do you go, you know, the, the nigga in the beginning of, I, I know I keep saying this every week, but in season one, he was someone that was addicted to pills. He was a retiree. He was looking for a job. Joe put him on. He wanted to teach financial literacy to the players. How the fuck do you go from someone that had a girl trying to get her pregnant, it wasn't going down, to being addicted to pills, to saying, yo, I'm going to take the NCAA down brick by brick, to doing monologues while you're driving your car and own the Chiefs. This shit is like, where is the character development? How is it that if you're Ricky Jarrett and you have a show on Sirius and he's like, yo, listen, I don't know. You have some white man that's a fucking some type of producer of any sort. And he's like, hey, check this out. We like you. We like your show. You're a first timer. It comes off that you're a first timer, but we like you. We feel like you have potential. Let's start thinking about things that really expand, that really expand the Ricky Jarrett uh, experience. Hey, like, what are you saying? My show sucks. What is this? Yo, we out of here. They didn't even eat. The, he barely ate the soup. His fat homeboy barely ate the burger. I'm like, yo, these niggas are fucking stupid, son. Like, why do you why do you have such ignorance on the show? Is this really how football players are? Like, these niggas is really this dumb and they're this socially inept? Like, Ricky Jarrett should have been got fucking shot. Like, the same way son got shot in the club because, as I said earlier, it's just mad easy to kill people. Ricky just hasn't been shot yet. I, I just don't understand how you can just go about life not giving a fuck what you say to anyone about anyone at any point in time and nothing happens to you besides you accidentally getting hit by a car. And he fucking tore every ligament in the world in his knee and all of a sudden he's just walking with like with just free regard. It don't even matter. He's fucking walking around. He's dancing. He's fucking talking to his man. He's walking all over. Like this shit. I'm just happy that next week is the final episode because they've legitimately broke my heart. I want to I want to send them off. I'm going to buy some food. I'm going to buy some wings. I'm going to buy some beer. I'm going to watch that shit. And I'm going to talk about that shit. About how Ballers is never coming on ever again. Because I cannot believe the performance that they gave 
us as the viewers. The Rock was this nigga that was just womanizing and doing what he had to do and being mad big and doing the people's eyebrow and addicted to fucking painkillers and all that type of shit. He's like, yo, fuck the NCAA. I'm gonna make sure that my niggas get just due and now this nigga owns the cheese. Fuck that show. You know what I mean? So, uh, as far as something that is current, uh, those two shows are very current in my memory. And if you guys watch those shows the way I watch those two shows in particular, hopefully I didn't waste 12 minutes of your time. Now, uh, here's something that's interesting. The people that kidnapped Akashi 69, they got sentenced. They got him, man. They're getting convicted. It's going down. Because um, it even says in page6.com that uh, Takashi 69 associates convicted in gang case after rapper's testimony. This nigga is really telling. Like, for real. Like, it's not a joke. It's not just Twitter memes or IG memes. This nigga legitimately telling niggas what's going on the two people if you watch the video on youtube about um the two people that the, with the spanish homie that was driving the van and they took takashi and got him out the car um those two names were anthony harv ellison and Aljamiah nuke mac and uh they were guilty on charges of racketeering conspiracy in the gang case so if you want to know what actually they're getting convicted of is for racketeering uh ellison uh harv ellison uh, is also being convicted of kidnapping. Mac of some way somehow avoided farms conviction, and uh, I, this is something I didn't know. I did not know that Takashi was facing forty-seven years in prison. Uh, so, and when you really think about it, if you just tattoo your body up, you're the front man for what's really going on. You're getting over your head. And you're getting over your head so much, niggas clip your bitch and uh, try to kidnap you and extort you. Mm. Got to hear both sides. Now, I don't condone snitchery, but if as a if I run a real estate corporation and we are illegally funneling money in Panama and shit like that. And I need somebody to be the face of my real estate company just so I can keep shit afloat. And I go to a rapper and all he's doing is talking about my financial endeavors and all the legal shit that I'm doing just to keep the the fucking uh, the real estate business afloat. I would cut him. And if this is me with real estate, let alone from blood. I don't understand what these niggas be thinking about. So I'm not going to say these niggas deserve it. But if you're going to trust a fucking 20 year old Mexican kid to hold it down, you're out of your fucking mind. So with this nigga uh, facing a minimum minimum let me say that word again the nigga takashi is serving a minimum of 47 years this nigga's 23 so what's 23 plus fucking he'll get out when he's 70 years old that's how that when i was talking about mortality earlier that is crazy 47 years of your life you go in when you're 23 you come out when you're 70 like martin lawrence and eddie murphy in life that shit that shit's crazy ain't it 23 plus 47 is 70 70 years old the majority of your life is done all because you wanted to rap and be lit for a few months. So the nigga Takashi was like, man, suck dick, nigga. I'm telling on every motherfucking body. So the uh, the end result of that is Takashi is looking for trial and he's going to be convicted of whatever he's going to be convicted of in January. Uh, Ellis faces life behind bars and he's going to be sentenced on the 26th of February. And Mac is going to be spending up to 20 years in prison on racketeering conspiracy uh his sentence comes 
on the 19th of February, two days after my birthday. So usually, you know, when you're just lazily talking, I was going to say like, yo, shout out to them. But nah, there's there's no shouting out. This nigga snitching. Niggas is doing racketeering shit. Niggas is entrusting their goddamn gangster empire and a short Mexican nigga with goofy hair. Like, I don't, this shit don't even seem real to me. I'm not going to hold you. Know what I mean? So, we have more current events. Do, 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 Shout out to Chris. Chris always makes sure that I knew what I need to know to keep the motherfucking vibe going. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Oh, you know what? While we're uh in the realm of music, I'll keep it here. We're at 16 minutes. Do you have water? Stop listening to my show if you're not going to drink any water. Get some water because we need to stay hydrated out here. I'm, every episode, I'm willing to push the importance of water. You hydrated yet? All right, let me continue. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah, so I was talking about how I'm going to keep it on music. And 50 Cent... He was on Complex. No, I'm sorry. He was not on Complex. He was on The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, and while he was on there, he said something that I think is pretty legitimate. Uh, he was talking about how it's going to be the final season of power, blah, 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 blah. But he came and he was talking to these white people and he was like, yo, he feels as though being a one hit wonder is really going to be more prevalent. And of course, you would just think that because when you think of OG Mako, when you think of just Every year, there's always someone that has like this breakout hit, and then you don't hear their, you don't hear their music in the same capacity. They continue to release music, but I mean, look at my man designer. I mean, he has a song called Caliber, by the way, that I really, really like, and I'm so upset nobody put no money behind that shit. But anyway, um, he was on the Hollywood Reporter, and he said the following: I just had it, and I fucking went away from it like a dickhead. Here we go. And I quote, hip hop is youth connected. They have a low attention span. You'll have to see way more artists come and have a one hit and disappear now because of how we're consuming music. They meet the audience before they meet the record companies. And because they're not getting bumped around as much as we were when we were getting bumped around before you get your shot, they're going to take off and be on the road, running around, having the time of their life before they're preconditioned to write music. And then when they come back and slow down, they're not going to be able to write a hit record to save their life. And I'm not going to lie to you. I agree. This is why a lot of athletes struggle when they're in the NBA, uh, when they think they're just too ill for society, when they can just go to college for one year and think they're the shit. That's why you have the Donovan Mitchells of the world that's going to have a long, prosperous career. And that's why I believe that Austin Rivers is struggling. Uh, Now, he's still maintaining a job, but... Everybody's not cut out to just come out the gate and just be ill. I mean, I know I'm comparing sports to music, but think about that shit. With social media, you pretty much don't need a record label to push how lit you're going to be. So what can happen is you can get a whole bunch of fame and fortune in a small period of time, i.e. fucking 6 9 And then before you know it, when your time is up and we're on to the next thing. And I listened to like five albums just yesterday on Apple Music when I was driving. No, I'm sorry, not yesterday, two days ago. I mean, I listen to all kind of shit. I mean, uh, speaking of which, since we're talking about current events, let's talk about the music that I'm listening to, and then I'll go back to talking about what 50 Cent said. So, I listened to the Summer Walker album. I really enjoyed that. And I mean, Summer Walker, you know, somebody on Twitter said that she don't sing how she looks, and I definitely agree. Uh, I listened to Scarface, the Fix album. That shit came out in 2002, but for whatever reason, I just wanted to hear that shit. And then the rest was just like the Sir album and Schoolboy and shit like that. But yeah, yo, shout out to Summer Walker. Anyway... 
the thing what I'm saying is, if I'm just driving and I'm listening to an album and I'm like, all right, let me listen to something else. All right, let me listen to something else. You're not really sitting with music anymore. You're just doing what entertains you at the time and then you're moving on. So the way that the human brain is conditioned to take in music right now is just what can I listen to at the time when I'm in the mood to listen to it until I'm in the mood to listen to something else. So this is how you can just come through, have something that's clicking. I got hoes calling. I'm pretty sure you're never going to hear from Sheck West ever again. Know what I mean? Because it was ill at the time. Then we moved on to something else, and then we're going to move on to something else, and then we're going to move on to something else. So before you even have the ability to write coherent music that can sustain and garner some income, you don't even have that skill. The only skill that you have is you came out the pan once. This why this is what I hope does not happen to the baby with Suge. Suge was a breakout hit, but now you listen to his album, and now all his songs are wild repetitive. So he could be in a situation to where he's just sustaining, he's living on the road, and I'm pretty sure he's going to make money off of music. But I don't know if he's preconditioned, as 50 said, to write a fucking hit or to even write music in itself. Yes, you can write verses on a beat, but can you write music? Can you write something that people's going to stick with and really fuck with? And I mean, that's why Scarface album was so ill. That shit came out in 2002, and I was listening to that shit like it just came out. Now, I mean, Summer Walker's album, I believe that that shit's going to be here to stay. There's no breakout hit, but you can hear that she knows how to write music. Ari Lennox's album. Yes, she has... um. Uh, what the fuck is that? Get you, get you, yeah, get nice and slow. Um, break me off, BMO, right? She has BMO, but when you listen to the album, that is a woman that knows how to write music. When you listen to other rappers, um, one of which coming to mind, uh, as far as them being new, give me a minute here, cause I would just listen to his shit. Um, fuck, what the fuck is why BM Corday? I mean, the suffering succotash dude with the lisp. He can rap. I mean, he's new. He's relatively fresh. My man fucking, uh, I was in 7.1. I gave him a shout out. My man Bungie Cartier. He can rap. And I mean, I was listening to fucking uh, Rhapsody's album. She can rap. I was listening to Judenna. I was listening to fucking ASAP Ferg. These are people that know how to write music. They're not, they didn't get lucky with something that popped off. And now they're just trying to grasp for straws just to keep the entertainment shit going. So, for anybody in music... I mean, I, I really have no advice, but I, I do believe that 50 does have a point. And if we have the ability to get whatever song we want from whatever time period, we no longer have to walk around with crates or have that shit they used to have in your um in the thing to deflect the sun when you're in the car that you push down like the visor shit and you used to connect the CDs to the top of that, like your 10 favorite CDs. You no longer have to hold a, a CD case. That was mad big and obnoxious. You don't have to do none of that shit. You don't got to flip through pages. You don't got to have iTunes. You can literally stream something. Yo, what was, yo, what was that? Al, I can listen to Marvin Gaye, Al Green, Jay-Z, and YBN Corday. Like song after song after song and make a playlist. And there's like I don't have to take out time to be on iTunes. Um, download that shit into a CD or whatever have you. Like them days is done. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir and I'm saying shit that's obvious, but really think about that. Like, there's a lot of money in music, but nobody's really taking the time out to actually craft something that's going to sustain the, the the test of time. And that's our fault because with technology uh, comes just an upgraded way of how we view things, how we consume things, which could be good and which could be bad. But 
we are going to see way, way more and more people like Pop Smoke. I hope and pray this nigga Pop Smoke says something that's ill because Pop Smoke can go through the uh the shit that fucking um that designer went through. Designer had Panda, then designer had Timmy Turner. Pop Smoke got um I'm a thought give me lit. Pop Smoke got Dior. I don't know what happens after this. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I hope something popping comes after this because I'm all about black people becoming millionaires. I I really believe in my heart that more black people are millionaires than ever before because of the technology that's been allotted to us. But as he said, yo, you're gonna have the time of your life. You're gonna be doing these shows. You're gonna do whatever you gotta do. You're gonna be fucking these bitches. And then when the smoke settles and you're in your crib and the shows are starting to slow up, do you know how to actually craft music? And if you're a rapper out there, please make sure that you lock in into your craft. Because I'm going to listen because I love music. Something else. Do, 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 I don't know if you guys watch sports, but the NBA is definitely back. And um, pretty recently, the Lakers uh, just beat the, the Warriors. And that doesn't really mean shit because the preseason is the preseason. But... I believe more than ever, this is probably the most unpredictable year that the NBA's had within the last 20 years. Matter of fact, 20 years is 1999, so yeah. Matter of fact, I, I want to say probably fucking th- 25. Like when Michael Jordan retired and we didn't know that Houston was going to win the championship. Yeah, that was about 25, 26 years ago. So since since the Houston Rockets have won the NBA championship, you pretty much had in your mind who was going to go to the finals every year. Like, it was either going to be San Antonio, the Lakers. I know um, Dallas and Detroit snuck in some championships uh, in the 2000s and in the 2010s. But for the most part, we knew Miami was going. We knew Cleveland was going. We knew Golden State was going. We knew the Celtics were going when they had Ray Allen and uh, Paul Pierce in them. Uh, we knew the Lakers were going. We knew the Spurs was going. Like this, These are just things that we knew. This year, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I do know that I'm. if there's one person that I'm going to be paying attention to is Draymond Green. Because Draymond Green had, he has like this uncanny ability to play defense unlike anybody in the NBA. So in that regard, I respect him wholeheartedly. Uh, I believe he's a savant. I believe that he reads plays before they happen. I believe that for him to only be like 6'5", 6'6", the fact that he's an anchor and he does more than block shots, he can reach it, he can tell niggas where to go, he gets strips, he gets steals. I mean, he does all kinds of shit. Defensive rebounding, he can push the pace. Uh, He's predominantly a left-hand dribbler. But there's no more KD. And there's no more clay. So, D'Angelo Russell, I, I couldn't even, I watched nothing but basketball. I can't tell you the Warriors starting five right now. The, the fucking Golden State Warriors. I don't know who's starting for them niggas at all. I cannot name the five players that's going to start. So, Draymond Green can't, can't get by averaging seven points and nine rebounds a game. That shit is a dub. We need you to get buckets. Now, my man's father... People like, yo, Draymond Green's the second coming of LeBron James. I'm like, my nigga, if Draymond Green played for the Atlanta Hawks, he would have been out the league five years ago. I mean, yeah, all that defense shit is cool, but, nigga, you're not getting no buckets. I mean, yeah, you're playing defense and shit. That's all right, but you're not 6'11". You don't got big shoulders like Dwight Howard. You're not Ben Wallace. You're just a fucking chubby nigga that fucking has quick hands. We're not fucking with that shit. But now he's in shape. Now they need him to be aggressive. And I'm if there's no 
possible way the Golden State Warriors are going to the playoffs if Draymond Green doesn't at least average 15 points a game. Because with the disparate, with Kevin Durant being gone, that's 25 points a game. With Klay Thompson being gone, that's 24 points a game. DeAndre Russell, he's a rhythm shooter. He brings about 19 to 20 points a game. Steph Curry has the ability to average 30. Where's the rest going to come? From fucking Kevon Looney? Yeah, fucking right. So we're, they, they, they need literally an additional 40 points. to They, they lost... With with Kevin Durant leaving and fucking up his uh his Achilles, and Clay Thompson fucking up his ACL, that's like forty eight points per game that's not there no more. So with that forty eight point game disparity, I don't know what the fuck the niggas is about to do. But um, but yeah, so you have them, you have the Lakers. I'm very curious about LeBron about how he's ninety nine years old, so operating at a high clip. Um, I know that the Raptors just got finished signing Kyle Lowry to a one-year $30 million deal. I don't know why they did that, but I guess if somebody uh, is rocking with you and they deliver you a championship, you can give them a few dollars before they go. Um, you have the Clippers, but I'm not really sure about them because uh, the three – the thing about the Clippers that nobody's really putting into their analysis as far as when they speak about them is the three of those gentlemen, their top three players are rhythm players. Now, if you don't play basketball, rhythm players, you have people that they can get the ball and they have like strict cyborg-ish ways of scoring. Know what I mean? Uh, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is someone that's going to get points throughout the game. It's going to be a, mid- a mid-range jumper. It's going to be a transition three. It's going to be an and one. He needs the ball in his hands to create. You got Paul George, I believe, is the best ball-handling small forward of all time, more than KD. As far as actual moves with the ball, ain't nobody getting saucy the way fucking Paul George is getting saucy. And then you have Lou Williams, which is like 37, 38 years old at this point. So the three niggas that have to get busy don't need no one else to get them going, right? Uh, my son Lou Williams is one of the best pick and roll players in the game, so he's going to need not only the ball to, for him to create for himself, but to create for others around him, like Montrez Harrell and all them niggas. So he's going to be, he's going to have the rock playing with a dancer when they seeing what's going on. You're going to have fucking Robocop himself, Kawhi Leonard, and he to get his shots. Paul George coming off of two shoulder surgeries. He's going to have to get into the flow of things. He hasn't been able to work on his game because of his shoulder. So I don't know who's going to win anything. I mean, I, I do know that maybe the Greek freak might have something to say. I know that the uh, Philadelphia 76ers adding Josh Richardson. He's more athletic, J.J. Redick. He's not as a dead-eye shooter as him, but he can provide athleticism that J.J. was unable to, and he's a slightly better ball handler than J.J. Redick. So I'm curious to see this nigga um, Ben Simmons actually taking threes or taking some type of jumper because they treat Ben Simmons the way you would treat your little brother when you want to prove to him that he sucks and you're just trying to zap away his confidence. Like, when he's coming up to court, people are standing, like, under the rim. Like, yo, not only a three-pointer, but they're giving him, like, open 15-foot jumpers. This man gets paid $100 million, and he can't make a jumper, an adequate jumper from the free-throw line. That shit is fucking pathetic. But with that being said, you have Jimmy Butler. You know what I'm saying? You got Houston that's making some noise with Russell Westbrook and Harden. And um, by the time you listen to this, there's going to probably more and more. I'm sorry. Once this is over... Probably starting next week, you're going to see more and more games being televised because uh, the NBA needs to start making this money off the advertisements, off of the jerseys on the players. So you got Russell Westbrook and James Harden, which is definitely not going to work. Both of them, Nick, did you know that as far as utilization of the basketball or uh, what was what this shit called that the white people use? Um, as far as usage, there we go. Russell Westbrook and James Harden 
have higher usage rates than Michael Jordan. They have higher usage rates than Dwayne Wade when he was killing in 07. They have higher usage rates than Kobe Bryant. They have higher usage rates than Allen Iverson. That nigga never passed the ball. The all the whole game, James Harden and Russell Westbrook do nothing but dribble the ball and their teammates just hope that they can touch it five times a game. And now they both about to be on the same team. This shit is gonna be something special. But I don't know, man. The NBA is gonna be fucking uh pretty interesting. And I'm very um and I'm very curious to see how the Pelicans develop because they have a whole bunch of niggas that go to the rack and nobody can shoot. So the niggas definitely ain't going. I know Zion is good money, but I would love to watch Zion take off the dribble jumper. Every time you see him jump, it's a standstill three or it's a layup in some capacity. Like seeing, I, I, I can't get always to the rim. Let me take this fucking stop and pop jumper. I, I would pay to see that type of shit. Know what I mean? So... We're definitely going to see what's going on. I know the Nets with Kyrie coming out, uh, they're like head and shoulders above the Knicks because the Knicks just signed 400 power forwards. If you don't believe me, Google it. Google who who's on the Knicks right now. They have legitimately like six power forwards. I don't even understand what the fuck is going on over there. But that's what happens when the owner of the Knicks was, has puts more focus on being in the band that he's in than actually the product that he's putting on the court, which is his moneymaker. Because I don't give a fuck what's going on in the garden. The Knicks is what brings the garden the most money. And if you're putting out a terrible product every year at some point in time us as new yorkers need to fucking do some type of shit to where like nobody goes to the games because once you affect the dollars that's when you can get progression so if my show gets lit or when my show gets lit i'm gonna start telling niggas like yo don't go to no games yo don't buy tickets if you're not a season ticket if you're not a season ticket holder and you don't already have a responsibility to go don't go fuck the next games we all in brooklyn i mean the niggas care about the product they're putting out i mean the proof is in the pudding but um, that's going to conclude 7.2. I will see you guys on Wednesday for 7.3. And before you go, just wait a second. Wait a minute. I need to make sure I get this ad done. You know what I mean? Give me one moment. I just need to find it. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. This episode of the Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the good folks at Soul Deep Socks. Soul Deep Socks is the new gold standard of luxury footwear. When it comes to fashion, too many people underestimate the importance of their socks. Your stride should tell a story when you walk. This is where Soul Deep Socks comes in. I personally like Picasso and Navy Flamingo pieces. And yo, I still haven't received my socks. The price just went up. I need another pair of socks now. You get you guys are getting fucking ridiculous. Anyway, well, <laughs> there's over two dozen styles to choose from. In fact, if you sign up for their monthly soul club, you'll get two fresh pairs of socks sent to your doorstep every month. To show appreciation for listening to the Good Brother Experience, all listeners get 10% off their next order. Just use promo code TGBE at checkout. That's SoulDeepSocks.com, where you where unique artistry and quality socks meet. So that's gonna conclude the episode. Yo, son, give me my fucking socks. I'm not playing with you niggas no more. Now I mean. I'm not, yo, I'm ready, yo. I just copped a machine. I, I'm watching power. I see how easy murder is. You niggas are in danger. You, you guys are in danger. You all, I was just getting tied up because of the anger and the frustration that's harboring in my body for not getting these socks. My feet are sweaty. They need to be, they need to be shielded from my feet so my sneakers don't stink. All right? I need those socks, man. Send the socks to them. Stop playing with me. So, um, that being said, stay hydrated. Peace and blessings. Pass the dressing, and I'll talk to you soon.